everybody. Welcome to Hot Cakes and Cold Beers with Chris and Joe. This is uh, episode 136. Technically, it's episode one, but it's episode 136. Uh, me and Chris are two buddies from Canton, Ohio, and we both served in the United States Navy together. We hatched an idea. Not really hatched an idea, but we just we talk about sports. It's pretty much exclusively what we talk about. That's what you do in Ohio. You drink beer, and you talk about sports. So. Yeah, and uh, so back in the day when we were in Hawaii, we said we should just record our conversations and put them on the internet. And so that's what we're going to do today, and then we'll see if anybody listens, but probably yeah. not. So we'll get to the hot takes here in a minute. we got a special guest coming on today, Scott Farley. He's a world-class buffoon. <laughs> yeah, quite, quite the simpleton. He's had a rough week because uh, talking sports with him. Boy, oh awesome. boy, has he. Today I was talking about The Last Dance, the Jordan documentary on ESPN, and he claims to be a Michael Jordan fan has two Michael Jordan jerseys and everything. And when I said the last dance, he literally thought that we were watching a dancing competition on TV. Bro, you wouldn't want to watch a, a dancing competition on TV? Come on, what's wrong with you? No, I, No, I, obviously I not, we're but... talking about the 90s Bulls, the greatest Michael Jordan documentary ever made. Unreleased footage Possibly from 20 years ago. the best sports documentary ever Possibly. made. It has potential. No, let's, let's go ahead and do the 30 for 30, the Believeland. That's the best one ever made. Well, that's near and dear to our hearts, but I think uh, I think that this is something that everyone can jump on board, whether you're from Chicago or not, right. whether you're a Michael that's Jordan true. fan or you're not. Yeah, especially I think it's especially interesting to people our age who you know we know Michael Jordan, we know he was great, but we kind of weren't old enough to remember all the behind the scenes right. stuff that they're talking about. He came out and said that he was going to look like a real dickhead uh, whenever everybody sees this, though, because I mean, let's be honest, the dude was. Uh, fiercely competitive, so I, mean, I think Michael Jordan's always been a dickhead. It's just that people might have forgotten right. over the years. Well, and, he only uh, he only did this documentary. I read it. I read um a story on ESPN the other day where he only agreed to it when LeBron was having the Cleveland parade in 2016 because people were starting to forget that like he was the best. So like he was seeing LeBron trying to surpass him. And he was like, all right, let's do this. Right, exactly. So, I mean, shout out to MJ, though. Fucking, you know, really good basketball player, obviously. So, nobody could take that from him. We also have Danny on today. He's uh, we he's over at my place today. So, Danny, you can chime in anytime you want. He's over there on the couch. We're just being lazy today, but it's cool. I'm drinking a cold Miller Lite, or... No, it's not Miller Lite. Sorry, I got Yingling on my tap now. So. Oh yeah, Yingling is good. good I, I, I had a bunch of Yingling over the last couple of days. Mm. I'm not a. I the the listeners can't see it if we have any listeners. Um, but you're drinking Yingling out of a Bud Light glass, and that I do not approve of. Oh yeah, well these glasses came with uh, the kegerator I got. The dude threw them in for free, and they're Maryland. Cool. See, I live in Maryland, so. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't have any Yingling glasses, but I do have Miller Lite glasses. Uh, yeah, my favorite Yingling glass is, uh, I stole it from a bar in Guam. Nice. It has Yingling on the one side, and then it has like a little Guam logo on the other side. It's pretty that, dope. That's a good one. I don't know why they sell Yingling in Guam. Well, That it's blows it's my East mind, Coast. but it's like the East, the most yeah. East United States, I guess, but like... When I first went to Guam, I hadn't had a yingling in forever because obviously being in Hawaii, there's no yingling there. But then the first time I went to Guam, I saw that they had yingling. I was like super shocked and I loved it. 
and it was great. Yeah. First is, beer my dad good. gave me was Yingling, so a lot of lot of sentimental value on that. So how do you think the Cleveland Browns did overall in the draft? What Dude, do you, what I do you love our draft. Uh, we are becoming LSU North, but hell, if they're if they're good players, man, I'll take it. So I have the list right here. Let's see. We obviously took Jedrick Wills Jr. first round. Super good pick. Uh, blindside protector for Baker Mayfield, finally. So that'll be nice. Um, and then we got Grant Delpit in the second round. Safety out of LSU. He's an animal. And then Jordan Elliott, a defensive tackle, which is nice. And a little bit of depth at the defensive tackle. So, you know, when... Miles goes crazy again and smacks Mason Rudolph over the head. <laughs> we can only hope that see that once again. Uh, I hope. That was hilarious. Really dumb, but hilarious. And then, you know, we got Jacob Phillips, uh, inside linebacker from LSU. Also another animal. You know, we're just bolstering our defense at this point. Here's the one that I was really questioning. Like, he's a really good tight end, but Harrison Bryant, why would we – uh, draft a tight end. We already have David Njoku and um, Austin Hooper, right? So is David Njoku on the trading block now? Well, I think teams usually keep um, three tight ends on a roster. And if these are the three that we have, I mean, they're three pretty solid tight ends. I, w- I would have rather picked something else. But, I mean, he, he had a pretty good career down there at Florida Atlantic. So um, I guess it's not the worst pick ever. My no. favorite pick, however – is uh, Phillips, the linebacker from LSU. Absolutely. He's a he's an animal. That and guy. I think we got him in the fourth round, which is uh, – No, we, had him in the, we got him in the third round. Third, yeah, okay. So, But he's an animal, and uh, we were hurting desperately for linebackers. Um, so hopefully he my can be productive favorite, and have a good long career with us. My personal favorite, and it's a steal in the, in the fifth round, was Nick Harris. Obviously, we're taking out Wills Jr. He is going to be an animal. Like, So I'm not even counting Wills Jr. in this. But um, Nick Harris is being called uh, the Jordan Kelsey 2.0. He's a center. So yeah. that'll be really nice. And then that the, one that, really I nice. Hate, the one that I'm, I'm really questioning, I mean, I saw it go on, on mock drafts several times, but Donovan Peoples-Jones. That's, yeah, I don't know why we did that. Well, the, he got apparently he got better. He got better receiver ratings than KJ Hill and stuff, I guess. Which I, I don't. Really I understand. guess, but KJ Hill was still on the board. KJ Hill ended up going to the Chargers, so he's gonna go play with the Bosa. That's Joey Bosa in 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 LA, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's cool. But we got the Peoples Jones. That's gonna be my new favorite saying, by the way. Is so we got Lil Chub, and we got. That's the People's Jones. <laughs> yeah, and uh, well, I don't know. The last time that the Browns had a receiver from that state up north, it was not so good. No, it was not. Also, talking about Braylon Edwards, of course, for those of you who do not know, Braylon Edwards, the last Michigan or that team up north. Excuse me, I, I apologize to all you my just, viewers. You just cursed I on did. a podcast. I did. I apologize to our viewers for saying that nasty team up north name. Um. But the last time we drafted somebody from that team up north, guess who it was? Who's that? Oh, Jabril Peppers. Jabril Peppers, yep. So that he was pretty good. He was good. Oh. We traded him to the Giants. He was in the OBJ deal, right? Yeah, he was in the OBJ deal. So. All right, so we'll get back to our draft coverage. Uh, 
our guest, our special guest today is ready to come on. So again, a little bit of background about the podcast. This is episode 136, quote unquote, uh, actually episode one. Uh, like I said, Chris and I are from Canton, Ohio. Uh, been buddies for a long time, talk about sports. Uh, so this is why we're talking most about Cleveland sports, but we'll try to get on the national level too. Oh, and then sure. uh, a person that we're about to bring in who's a special guest is, uh, his name is Skyler, which he is a man. I know that's shocking to most people, but uh, <laughs> he is a man and he is, he was also in the Navy with me. He's from Columbus, Ohio, um, moderate Cleveland fan. Huge Ohio State fan. Go, he actually currently attends the University of Ohio or the Ohio State University. Yeah, so we're gonna bring him in again. He's had a rough week in sports, and we'll cover all five of those. And then we have a hot debate coming up. So we'll right. that. I'm about to add in uh, Ring Skyler right now. Oh, right, there, there he is. is. Welcome to Hot Takes and Cold Brews, Cold Beers, right. with uh, Chris and Joe. I like that you're in your little office right now, which is a closet. He's in a closet. Uh, I like your jersey rack like, back there, though. Yeah, what Ohio State jersey are you wearing there, buddy? It's not a closet. This is not a closet. Thank you. This is my uh, hockey Ooh. sweater. Ooh. I'm I like yeah, that. I like it. I'm Chris also, also wearing, wearing my, right uh, now, but... my uh, Rose Bowl champ. Ooh, he's got a bad connection. <laughs> We're talking OSU today, so I think you know. <laughs> Yes. Uh yes what well, yeah so anyway we we're just discussing yeah. how uh, we keep losing mine. man yeah we you're keep you're on like a 15 second leg right now huh. interesting um, <laughs> I guess I could do it with my phone how's that connection there oh that's way better that's way, way better, better for sure let me put my headphones in for better audio there you are can you hear us I can hear you but for some reason okay there we go all right welcome to hot takes and cold beers with Chris and Joe Skyler how's your day going. Uh, it's pretty fast, uh, but I'm hoping it's going to slow down now. Okay, that's good, that's good. Um, I see that you don't have a beer, so that's problematic because that it's hot takes and cold beers. Yeah, well, I, you know, I tend not to drink early in the afternoon. We were just, uh, we, well, you're the one who chose to do it early in the afternoon. And, well, okay, so Skylar did, did, Skylar did, did want to do it. Skylar did want to do it in, um, in the evening. We, I was just discussing with Chris how when I told you that we couldn't do it at night because that interferes with the last dance, you thought we were literally watching a dancing competition. That's correct. Uh, that is correct. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't watch TV. But Dude, you need to watch this documentary, man. I know. Super good. I didn't, I I didn't th- realize how cool it was. I didn't know that there was anything going on, but now I know. I'm I tell you what, those dancers are hot. <laughs> <laughs> They all are very athletic. <laughs> we we're also just discussing your name. How exactly did you end up with a female's name? Um, well, first of all, Joe, it's not a female's name. It's actually a unisex name. Uh, you uncultured swine. So, but how many, Chris? How many guys have you met named Skyler besides the one that besides we're talking the to one that we're talking to? Uh, zero, I guess. How, how many? How many girls have you met named Skyler? Also, zero, maybe one. I don't know. Uh, I know a lot of girls named Skylar. It's like you watched the movie Wolf of Wall Street, and Leonardo DiCaprio has the baby named Skylar, and guess oh, what yeah. it is? It's a girl. Oh, that's, so. that's one anecdotal evidence right there. That, that's all you got? <laughs> that, that's all you I, got? 
I believe I also sent you a, a video recording of my phone screen the other day when I just randomly typed Skylar into Facebook. And the first one that popped up, obviously, was this Skylar. And then there was, like, another male Skylar. And then I scrolled. The video is 40 seconds long of me just scrolling through Skylars, and every single one of them is a female. That's the first That's two. wrong. That's wrong. There were multiple males, okay? Wrong. I'll admit there was more females. But don't pretend like there was only two, including myself. I also did an Instagram poll one time about if Skylar is a unisex name or just for girls. And I think, like... And you're going to lie about what it said. I know. No, I right can now. pull it up. I can pull it up on my phone. I... I think a bunch of people voted on it. Here, I'll pull it up. I'll, I'll, we can talk about something else while I look for it because it was a while ago, but we, I'll actually pull it up. Well, yeah. I can tell you myself growing up, maybe it's one of those things where they say, like, you know, if you have a blue car, all you see is blue cars or a Honda or whatever. But I personally saw tons of both men and women. Okay. I don't know, man. That's I'm cool. just saying that – I'm just saying that – uh his brother's name is Sterling, and I was trying to explain to him that Sterling is a way cooler name than Skyler. Um, well, I got complimented more as a kid. At that, it's probably know. that luscious beard you had as a child. Yeah, this has big, always been here. I big, literally came out of the Well, at first, it was just a mustache yeah. and sideburn, and then it came in when I was mm. about six. Nice. <laughs> now, do you rock a mustache when you were in the Navy, right? So... You served with Joe, right? Yeah. No, you didn't have the mustache. See, I, no, I have my was... I have my quarantine beard going on right now, so this is my apocalypse beard. But normally I have a mustache. Yours is impressive. Yeah, Yours normally cool. I have a normally I have a mustache. Yeah, he, Chris okay. always has a mustache and it wiggles and it gets angry. Um, That's true. Jo- <laughs> only Joe noticed that. Uh, I never noticed it until he pointed it out. He's like, "Oh look, Chris is getting angry. His <laughs> mustache is like wiggling." <laughs> I unfortunately did not have a quarantine beard because I am essential. He's and essential. I'm still going to work. He's yeah. still teaching the children. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Thank you for your service. Oh, you're welcome. All right, so All let's right, get let's on get to into the, this because yeah. my kids are awake and I gotta, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry that you have kids. <laughs> We're not the ones who. Which one are uh, we? Which one are we? Which one are we starting off with? Okay. Well, what were we talking thing... about the other day? Um, it was the Ohio State lineup, right? Yeah, there's Ohio State lineup, and that that that's the grand finale. That's what you know. That's what okay. I'd like to get into. But first, I want to talk about Skyler's rough week in sports because we've been talking sports all week like we normally do. Oh my god! And you've had this a few. You've had a few problems here. For one, Chris, let me now, Skyler. I know that you probably don't believe me, but I can almost promise you that I did not talk to Chris about this so far. Yep, I've not okay. talked to him about this yet. I'm saving it for this almost, moment. almost promise. <laughs> So, Chris, what's up? Who owns and operates the SEC network? That would be ESPN. Thank you. Who owns and operates the Big Ten network? Uh, Fox. Fox, yes. This is commonplace knowledge, right? Yeah, I would say so. So, when ESPN posts nothing but SEC pictures on their Instagram account, it's because there is an SEC bias, but it's not because they like SEC football more than they like any other football. It's simply because they're business partners. They're, they're business partners, so they – I don't want to say own the rights because you can't own the rights, I guess, but um, – they hype, they hype each other up. They hype each other up. Yeah, they're like – they're business partners, right? So one yeah. does better with the other, right? So – Yeah. But yeah, ESPN definitely has a bias or whatever you want to call it, business partner, business relationship with the SEC for sure. Thank you. Yeah. Now, and see, so, yeah. I got to go ahead and uh, – before Joe gets into this. I was unaware of this. 
I had no idea that there was any monetary. So you like, were you were just thinking that crazy. they they loved the SEC that much. Literally, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it's frustrating. Honestly, it is frustrating. Well, ever since oh, yeah. we were kids, ever since I was a kid, like ever since like the the horrible, uh, you know, national two thousand six national championship uh, and everything like Ugh. that whole era. Before the SEC network ever became popular or anything, ESPN always seemed to have that bias since that point. I think they've and, been working uh, with them for a while, man. Yeah, well, and, uh, you know, the, the the conference networks only became popular, I felt like, in the mid-2010s, Yeah, you'd say. Yeah, so, yeah, like... Well, we, we, you gotta think, though, before... Before, basically, Florida, when Florida won their two national championships with Urban Meyer, they're the ones that set the SEC popularity thing on fire. LSU had a couple good years before that. Alabama was mostly trash before Nick Saban got there. That's true. So before the SEC, it, this this goes in it goes in waves. You know what I mean? It, it, if you look back at college football history, it was all Big Ten and Pac Ten from like the nineteen fifties all the way up through the nineteen nineties. It was all Pac Ten, Big Ten. That's all anybody right. cared about. Yep. And now uh, rest in peace to the Pac Ten, dude. Once, um, <laughs> once, once uh, Nebraska got really good in the late nineties, and that kind of started. I really think from like the late nineties to the SEC, that period was almost all dominated by the Big Twelve. Oklahoma won a national championship. Texas won a national championship. They're in there. Missouri had a couple of really good years when they were still in the Big 12. That 1997 Nebraska team might be the best college football team ever. Which, well, which year? Aside from, like, the actual performance of the teams, like, I know that there's team like, throughout history, there's been dominance on all sides. But, like, it just seems like since the mid-early 2000s and onward, it's been a nonstop ESPN bias towards the sec and that's why like i just thought that the bias was a bias i didn't realize that there was any uh business partnership between the networks uh that's why they tend, that's why they so tend to cover sec teams a lot more because yeah. i mean they're and, there anyway they're they're business partners right so well and fox sports kind of just took off recently and the big 10 network's been around for a while so have they owned it the whole time, or is this a new thing? It's always been owned by the network, Fox, yeah. Okay. So Fox, Fox Sports Sports. Fox Sports, and Fox Sports 1, they, they are relatively new. Well, at least Fox Sports 1 is. Fox Sports has been around for a while, but yeah, it's always been owned by Fox. So. Yeah. That's, that's actually why Notre Dame refused to join the Big Ten back when the Big Ten started expanding. And we added in Maryland and Rutgers. And Rutgers. No, that's not why. That's not why. Well... Yeah, there's I more mean, history behind it. I also think that it's because they're just afraid to be in a good football conference. Because no, not only game. that, not only that. Did you know that Notre Dame back in like the 1920s, man, that Notre Dame wanted to be a part of the Big Ten, but the Big Ten was ran actually by uh, I think it was the athletic director or some big wig for the team up north, and uh, they were racist against Catholics. They did not want. They did not want the Catholics a part of the Big Ten, so they kept them out, and that's why, I mean, that's why Notre Dame had rivalries with them, and hmm. Michigan State, and, like, all kinds of, and the Big Ten in general. But well, that makes sense. Now we know why God hates uh, that state of North. 
I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding for all of you listeners who may or may not be religious. Just kidding. Yeah. So I mean, I didn't know. I did not know that. Really? uh, That that is interesting. Well, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. The other thing, though, too, though, that like when I know the Big Ten asked Notre Dame to be in it um, when we were expanding because we wanted to get Nebraska and Notre Dame for the West. And it seemed like that made most sense because they're Midwest. Uh, they've had rivalries, but they refused to do it and because we, of that history. Yeah. And and I mean, it, they benefit from not being a part of a conference. I mean, come well, on. it's well, it's a benefit, but the I'm t- the main driving factor is that Notre Dame has their own TV deal with NBC, and they would have so they they get all the revenue. So the Big Ten, when you know a whole bunch of people tune in to watch Ohio State play Penn State. Rutgers still gets a cut of that money because they're in the Big Ten. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Where yeah. Notre Dame, they get all the money that their games because they have a deal with NBC, and now, so they would they would lose a whole bunch of TV money if they joined a conference. The football team is the only one that's not in a conference now, though, right? Because the Correct. basketball yeah. team joined. Who did they join? The, AC, the ACC, ACC, right? Yeah, they're in yes, the ACC, so. and their hockey team. The hockey team is in the Big Ten. Right, so they're just all over the place, man. Yeah. 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 All right, yeah, so let's get, to the, let's get to the hot topic here. Yeah, let's all do right. it. So on April 21st, a couple of days ago, what is today? I don't even know what today is. is I don't know. Today's the, the 26th. Today's the 26th, apparently. Oh, my God, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I'm, looking at, I'm looking at my calendar right now. I've kind of been on a four-day bender, so I don't know. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> hot takes, uh, four beers. Hey, four-day week, and what are you going to do? You know, I don't know. All right, so uh, on April 21st, this came up. It was posted by 11 Warriors, which is an Ohio State-themed Instagram page, especially about football. And for – okay, so basically, if you don't know Ohio State football, this next uh, couple of minutes might be kind of boring for you. But for us, this is what we live and breathe. And they posted a question. There's – so you basically, the post reads, you have to pick – a group, and it's a group, there's four groups of a quarterback, a wide receiver, and running back. And you have to choose which group you would want to lead your team down the field on a 90-yard game-winning touchdown drive to win a national championship. Now, it does not give a time limit or anything like that, but because it says game-winning, that would lead me to believe, and you guys can disagree with me, with me, but probably less than two minutes. Like, basically, if you score, you win, right? Yeah. You're you're in the you're within the two minute warning. Late in the game, yep. You're down by like what? super late in the game. Four. You're down by four <laughs> points late in the game. And uh, so then they should th- note that though, because there's a difference between if you have one minute left and a minute thirty or a mi- two minutes. You know, they they should note that. Yeah, but I'm saying if it's basically even two minutes is kind of on the borderline. But if it's greater than two minutes, then like you said before, you risk the. You risk the chance of giving the other team the ball back, and that's not, you know, I mean, yeah. even two minutes is enough time. So maybe it's overtime. I don't know. But basically, if you score, you win, right? And then, so there's four groups, and you're supposed to pick which one is the best. So group A is quarterback Troy Smith, wide receiver Terry Glenn, running back Ezekiel Elliott. Now, everyone should know who Ezekiel Elliott is, running back for the Dallas Cowboys currently basically won us the 2014 national championship with a little bit of help from Cardell Jones, but he just ran wild in the semi-playoffs and the actual final game. Uh, Terry Glenn is a wide receiver for Ohio State. 
Um, he plays also for the uh, – he played for the Dallas Cowboys. He was back in the 90s. And then Troy Smith, probably the greatest quarterback to play at Ohio State, in my opinion. At least uh, at least accomplishment-wise, he won the Heisman. He won a national champ, or he didn't win a national championship. Uh, he went to a national championship, and well, he Irving. beat that team up north, uh, you know, four times. So, pretty good, pretty good resume. Anyway, yeah, and he's, he's also the only Ohio State quarterback with a Super Bowl ring. He was not playing; he was the backup for Joe Flacco when they won their Super Bowl. Are we, are we gonna count that? Ravens. No, we're <laughs> just listening. On, he's just listening on stats here. Anyway, who's yeah, yeah. Group B? Group B is JT Barrett, quarterback. Uh, he played for Ohio State for like five years. He holds all the season records um, for passing touchdowns, uh, everything like that. He was a he was a Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year three times, I believe. He won the Big Ten Best Quarterback Trophy three times, also I think. Then you have Chris Carter. Uh, Chris Carter, one of the most famous wide receivers ever. He played for Minnesota back in the day. Uh, super accomplished NFL wide receiver. Running back Eddie George. Eddie George, uh, if you guys don't know him, he was a, an absolute monster in college, and he was pretty good in the NFL. It's just that he was on the Tennessee Titans in the down time of the Tennessee Titans uh, franchise, and they just ran the hell out of him for a couple of years, and he did not have a very long uh, NFL career. Group C is Braxton Miller, uh, quarterback. He was a quarterback prior to JT Barrett. Um, he was more of a run, run, runner kind of a Lamar Jackson type ish player. David Boston and J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins, in my opinion, is the best running back in this group. And then uh, now he plays for the stupid Ravens. Yeah, he just got drafted by the Ravens, which is sad. I um, I hate that. Also, they took it Malik Harrison. I'm really sad. They took Malik Harrison too. Yeah. Man, oh man, I'm. I'm and then uh, we passed group. up K.J. Hill. Mm. Yeah. For the people's Jones. Um, all right, Group D is QB Dwayne Haskins, who is probably the most. I wouldn't say he's the. It's like it, 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 he's probably not the best quarterback, but he's um he might be the most talented quarterback to ever come out of Ohio State. Unproven in the NFL yet, but just when you go purely raw talent, uh, Dwayne Haskins is probably the best there. Wide receiver Michael Thomas, an absolute beast of a receiver, can almost not be stopped when Drew Brees is throwing him the ball, and then. Uh, Running back straight out of um, Garfield High School in Akron, Ohio, Chris Beanie Wells. Mm. And that is Group D. So these are your four. These are your groups. Um, so we all have a different opinion here. Uh, so we're going to go around. We're all going to make our picks, and then we're just going to get a chance to explain our picks uninterrupted by the other two participants. Okay. So I pick. Group D. And I'll explain why after we all make our picks. I picked group B. Mm. All right. And I also would pick group D in that. All right. So there's, there's a pick. So A and C are out. Um, so group A is pretty good. I don't think Terry Glenn is like a super good wide receiver. Um, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott and Troy Smith are good. Troy Smith wasn't really much of a – he was a good pocket passer, but, you know, that's what that's what I'm saying. Terry Glenn was more of a – I actually looked at a, his statistics because uh, I, I got a little a little bit into the quarterback. All I got into was the quarterbacks. But, you know, you'd be surprised, actually. Troy Smith, although winning the Heisman Trophy and everything, hit 
his statistics were not that impressive. Not well, you got to think. You, you got to think though. Troy Smith played for Jim Trestle, who lived in the Stone Ages, offensive wise. Like he he didn't even use a tight end. You know, like he his that offense was really you know not taking anything away from Jim Trestle though. Let's go ahead and throw that out there. He was a great Ohio State coach. Yeah, I, I like Jim Trestle. I'm just I'm just saying his offense was absolutely. Very he was very 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 old school. It was, yeah, three yards a, it was three yards in a cloud of dust. Football is what it was. Shout out you know? to the vest. Yeah. The sweater yeah, vest. Yeah. So th- there's that. So, yeah. But anyway, so group A, Troy Smith, I just uh, – I don't think that he – or Terry Glenn is what kind of takes that one away from me. Yeah. Um, and then group C, um, David Boston is a great wide receiver. Um, Braxton Miller just wasn't the best quarterback. Uh, he just I – don't, I don't think Braxton could really – Get the ball I down to David that. Boston. Um, I agree with that. All right, so let's get to what we picked, Group B and Group D. Now, I would like to go first, if that's okay with you guys. Go for I would it. actually uh, – how, how long are we planning on spending on this? you want to go back and forth on this, or do you just want to make our uh, – uh, let, me, let me make a – we'll each make a quick statement, and then we can go back and forth. But I just – I need to have – we each need to have our opinions heard without okay. being interrupted. All right. So yeah. – <clears throat> Group D. The reason I picked Group D, like I said, Dwayne Haskins, he only spent one season at Ohio State. And I guess we can get into this later, but basically, he's a really good quarterback. And then you got Michael Thomas, who is a really good wide receiver. He's not the fastest wide receiver in this group of wide receivers, but he's definitely the biggest. And he does have the speed that he can go down and run underneath the ball and catch it over most defensive backs. There's very few people that are going to stop Michael Thomas from catching the ball. And then Beanie Wells, he's not the best. He's probably the worst running back on this list, or he is the worst running back on this list, but he's still a very capable running back. Um, he had a couple of good seasons. Um, and my whole thing is 90 yards, 90 yards game-winning drive. I'm throwing it deep, Dwayne Haskins to Michael Thomas, and there's very few people that would be able to stop that. And you have at least four tries to do it. Uh, so that's why I'm picking Dwayne Haskins and Michael Thomas to Beanie Wells. Let me make an asterisk here. If this was a full game, I'd be going with Group B every single day All of the week. All day, dude. All, dude. They would run. They would run the floor yeah. easily in a game. In but a whole game. Yards in a whole game. Down the field. Hundred percent. I go with Group D. Okay. All right. Yep. So basically, my argument for D is pretty much the same as Joe's, dude. You can't stop. You wouldn't be able to stop Dwayne Haskins and Michael Thomas, dude. You have ninety yards to go. Let's say let um, a minute or less, right? There, basically at that point, you you eliminate the run option pretty much because if you run, now let's also throw in the caveat there they don't have any timeouts left, so you don't have any timeouts left. You can't run the ball at all because if you do, the clock is still running, right? So you got to make that connection the uh, the Michael Tom- or the Dwayne Haskins to Michael Thomas. All day, dude. Nobody would be able to stop that. So that's why I picked okay. Now, my argument for Group B is that, um, I mean, like you guys said, like if it was a game time situation, yeah, like all day. But Easily, I it's B. In, yeah, and I, I picked them for the 90-yard drive as well uh, because JT Barrett was not the most talented quarterback. But he got the job done. He has amazing statistics, and his leadership – in times like that, was off the charts. I mean, he's the only three-time captain ever in OSU football history. 
I mean, the dude is a leader, like thoroughbred. Ever since he was a freshman, I was impressed by it. Let me know when I can rebuttal. I'll let you keep talking. Just let me know when I can rebuttal. So him as a leader, <laughs> more so, is what I'd go for uh, than just – I mean, he's got the skills, but his leadership is at quarterback is what I care about in this type of situation. Um, and then on top of that, you got Chris Carter, who, in my opinion in this group, is the best receiver. I mean, it was – it seems like ages ago since he played, but if – you can remember, look at his highlights, and look at his statistics. They're off the charts. I mean, he was the acrobatic wide receiver of his era. Uh, and then, and then you have uh, you got Eddie George. I mean, I would say J.K. Dobbins is best, argue, uh, arguably the best running back of this whole all these groups. But uh, Eddie George is right there. I mean, right behind him. And in this situation. I'm not going to rely on a quarterback and one receiver to get the job done in four plays because you can shut that down. I mean, we're talking about a national championship. You got a national championship caliber defense too, and you want to you want to hit them with multiple threats. Okay, I would like to start off by rebuttaling JT Barrett, great quarterback. I love the guy. I did, I've defended him in bars. At the Ohio State. Chris, you remember we almost got in a fight with a yeah. guy at Ohio State bar so, in Hawaii because he was talking shit about JT Barrett so many and, times. <laughs> and we, we we were I was wearing my JT Barrett jersey mm-hmm. and I had to defend the hell out of him. I love JT Barrett, but first of all, his statistics are a little skewed because he played quarterback for five years at Ohio State. Okay, second not of all, if you look at the year to year, I have his I have his best year stats right here that you can compare with. Well, I'll get to that. I'll get to that in a second. I'll get to that in a second. But uh, uh, and the captain thing, yeah, three time captain again. <laughs> He also was how many Ohio State players with theirs on JT Bear? You know, um, well, his, his red shirt fr- freshman year, he didn't play at all. He played. Four years. He, he's still on the team though. He's still on the team. He's around and everything. Most who people is, that are running red shirt behind. Uh, well, JT red shirt behind Dwayne, right? Who's that? No. Uh, who who no. was red shirted behind? Uh, he, he was, was red shirted behind Braxton. Braxton, Braxton. Braxton. yeah, Braxton. Yep. And then when Braxton went down. JT Barrett went he in. He came as a in and won the freshman. championship, right? That was in 2014. And then went on to win the championship. Yeah. Although not him playing. He at didn't. No, he the... didn't win the championship. He was hurt. Cardell Jones won the championship. He That's won right. the season that led to nope. the national championship. No, nope. uh, Cardell came on and won. Well, okay, JT won the regular season, but the Cardell season, won the bro. big. Don't don't Card... disrespect. Cardell like won that. the Big Ten championship game and the playoff game and the set, the final. Yeah, Cardell won those. But don't – I mean, dude, as a freshman, he was a redshirt freshman, first year starting, and he won all but the very first game of that season, which you and could say was a fluke. JT owns all the – he leads Ohio State in passing yards and passing touchdowns, and he's pretty high in the rushing list too. But the thing is, is that Wayne Haskins came in for one season and broke all of his single-season records and all of his single-game records. He was also a – Terrible runner. Yeah, he's the best passer that Ohio State's ever had, though, arguably. Argu- yeah, no, I, I agree. But, I mean, I would say, I mean, dude, we're talking college football here. You got to have a run. I mean, you're just you're just talking about and Skyler, throwing the ball. I agree with you. You have to have a running quarterback that's for a game, you not do. for a 90 yard touchdown. Game. And that's the whole argument here. We're fu- fucking less than a minute to go. You have 90 yards to go. You can't run the ball. A smart coach would never run the ball. 
ever in that scenario. No, we we again. This is where the time this. frame comes into play. This is where I think that they should have a time frame to play. I mean, they should. They yeah. they they left it pretty broad there for the, for debate. Yeah, but I would. I mean, dude. Like I said, you want to have that threat. You want to have that. You threat. do just so mm-hmm. that they don't know what you're doing, right? But at the yeah, same time, you have ninety. Well, yeah. You have ninety yards to go, less than a minute. The defense knows you're not going to run the ball, which might be a scenario where they're like, "Oh, we know you're not going to run the ball, so let's run the ball." I see where you're saying that too, because he absolutely or a dump pass, dude. A right. little dump pass. Yeah. But wait, but what? But see, what I'm saying is that Group D still has that option. Because while you keep sleeping on Beanie Wells, he was an extremely capable running back. He was. He was a capable running back on the outside sweep or the up the middle. Are you going to run it up the middle on a 90-yard game-winning drive? No. But he, Absolutely not. No. No, no. That's the point. You're not going to run up the middle with Beanie Wells on a 90-yard game-winning drive. You want someone I'm you not, can dump it to. I'm not, you, you can dump it to – that's what Beanie Wells did at Ohio State. No, he didn't. He got dumped to all the You time. handed it to him. You they handed it to him on the outside stretch. And that's what it that's Well, it was like did. it was like it was like a toss because it's again Jim Trestle offense and it's super old. It was like a toss, but he ran the outside, you know. Our, I mean nah man. He, I think he was I, a, he was a downhill runner who I would not want to dump it to in that situation. He wouldn't he wouldn't be my first choice for running back either. But Michael Thomas and Dwayne Haskins would absolutely be my first choice for quarterback yep. and wide receiver. Yep. In that scenario, like you said, though, for I would a pick full Chris game. Carter over Michael Thomas. Mm. I might pick Dwayne Haskins. I might pick him over JT Barrett. The difference is that Haskins has the talent and uh, Barrett has the, the, the leadership. And you want that, man. You don't sleep on that, dude. That's a big, big factor. In a 90-yard game-winning national championship drive, I mean, who's gonna fold under that? Like, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not on. sleeping on it, but I'm saying like, I never, I, I mean, sure, JT Barrett might not have the same leadership experience, or I'm sorry, Dwayne Haskins might not have the best leadership experience that JT Barrett had, but at the same time, I never saw, I've feeling. never seen, I've never seen an instance where Dwayne Haskins faltered in leadership. I don't remember a time where Dwayne Haskins let a game get out of his hands. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. he was always in control. Uh, Purdue. Well, that was it. We scored plenty <laughs> in that game. We just Our Purdue. defense is the one. We lost to Purdue. Our defense lost to Purdue. Yeah, and JT Purdue Barrett lost game. to JT Barrett lost to Iowa the same way. This is true. I'll give you that. But just say, I mean, you're saying you never saw him falter. That was a hey, pretty he, big falter. He had, a, he had a good game. It was the defense that we couldn't stop that. Who is that wide receiver? For Purdue, what number four? Um, I can't remember, but it was disgusting. We, it we was, I hate, I hated that game. Danny was here with me, uh, watching that game, and I was losing my shit that game. Same. I know that Danny hates Purdue too. Um, I think that Skyler's just a little bit jealous because there's been so many great Ohio State players from the Cleveland Akron Canton area, and you know, not that many. <laughs> from, not that many did, from Columbus. You're the one who brought that to my attention. I didn't even know. I didn't even realize it. Like, oh yeah, he is from Cleveland until you said it. Right. Well, but, Beanie like, Wells is from Akron, but yeah, yeah. Right, but still, like that doesn't register with me. I'm thinking about who can get the job done. You, you know, I was actually thinking when I first saw this. When I first saw this, I was thinking. I wanted to pick just the the group that had the most players from Ohio in it, 
but every group only has one player from Ohio, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> I think I got to get going, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, it, something's going on with my kids. I think I got to get going. But All we've right, had a, at least we got, yeah, we got a little back and forth in here. And uh, I think I've made my case. I don't know if I can make any more argument than I have anyways. Um, I mean, like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll finish with it's a, t- it's a toss up between Haskins and Barrett. I think, I, I mean, I go with the leadership of JT Barrett. Uh, Chris Carter to me, although Michael Thomas is phenomenal, Chris Carter just, I mean, he, he, in my opinion, he's better. And it's no question Eddie George over BD Wells. So, All right, well, your opinion is noted. Well, wrong, it is noted. Uh, <laughs> but um, leave, leave it to the audience. How about that? Maybe yeah, they didn't pick the C or A, you know? What the, maybe those. Those yeah, guys got slept on, but uh, they're out of the argument. All right, buddy. Well, go take care of your kids. Uh, have fun. Have a good rest of your day. Tell your friends and family to check out the podcast. When we get it uploaded, we'll let you know. I will. I will. Everybody stay safe out there. Happy quarantining. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. All right. All right see you, man. Well, now that he's gone, uh, <laughs> he's completely wrong. What, what leadership skills is he talking about, man? Like, I yeah. get it. JT Barrett was it. I don't know. He's a good guy, though. Real good guy. But... Right. Unfortunately, he had to get off. Uh, we didn't get to get into how he thought Tua Tuga Vailoa played for um, Oklahoma. I forgot he said that. Oh, my God. Our, yeah. <laughs> so, like, they, you know, he, he's a good guy. Real good guy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so but good. anyway, his opinion is, uh, yeah, it's not correct, I guess. Uh, he's just a little ill-informed, man. That's, uh, That's fine. Wrong with it. He's no. a big, no. he's a big Ohio State fan, and for that, I appreciate him. He's, uh, the, his whole argument, though, 90 seconds, though, or, like, less than a minute to go, 90 yards. Like, you can't go, you can't run the ball at all. A smart coach would never run the ball. A smart quarterback no. would never run the ball there. So well, like, like, I said, like you said, full he game. also thinks that the last play of uh, "Remember the Titans" is uh, is realistic. No, and I don't, not in the sixties. Uh, yeah. Absolutely not. Hey, that's another. That's another good question that we could talk about. What's that? Fictional football coaches. Mm-hmm. Who would you pick to win? You have one game to win a championship on any level. It doesn't matter. And it's fictional football coaches. So you got like Billy Bob Thornton in Friday Night Lights, Denzel Washington. Remember the Titans. I think I would take uh, Al Pacino. That's my answer, bro. That is my yeah. answer every single Dude, time. Is Al Pacino that that speech, that's halftime speech that he get. Oh my, it gets me going. Dude, in, there's not a better, in the trenches, there's not a better boys. speech in sports movies. We're in the trenches, boys. Oh, any given Sunday, shout this, out. This is a game of inches, and oh. you fight for every single inch. You can't. It, like it's just. You, I don't know if I can actually quote it because of, I don't uh, know the, the full quotes. Yeah. But it's a really good movie. Any given Sunday, love that movie. It's on Netflix now. And Cameron Diaz is in it. She's smoking. Oh yeah, Jamie Foxx too. Stephen Willie Beeman. Oh my god, what an all-star cast, dude. Yeah, yeah but Dennis Quaid as the old Brett Favre type. <laughs> what about the basketball season? What do you think is going to happen there? I don't know what's going to happen with the basketball season. They haven't. Um... They haven't really said anything yet. Um, I know that the NBA is typically like a little bit more um, – uh, what's the right word? Uh, Progressive? 
progressive is i'm not trying to get into political things but i guess progressive would be the right word it's almost like conservative but not conservative like uh politically like conservative like they're not gonna i don't think i think the nhl and the nfl and even baseball are gonna be willing to take a lot more chances than the nba is yeah well let's talk Um, about the fact that as soon as the nba can or uh postpone their season like that's when shit really started getting wild like as yeah, soon as okay. as soon as they came out and said okay we're done like people t- started taking the the uh the coronavirus a lot more seriously after that like you started when, seeing everything falling like march madness got canceled after that and like it everybody just started postponing everything as soon as the yeah. nba did it yeah well i listened to a podcast on espn uh dan levitard show um and they were talking and it's a very good point but there is going to be at some point there's going to be a documentary made about that weekend which is the weekend of march 12th or 13th maybe no it's friday the 13th it was friday Friday. the 13th yeah well so the nba shut down on wednesday because that's when rudy gobert um tested positive for right the uh coronavirus and so that's like literally I got two updates on my phone, like, minutes apart from each other. Rudy Grobert says positive. The next thing was NBA postpones the rest of the you know, season until further notice. And then March Madness was still going, and a couple of the games, or right. it was supposed to start. It was championship doing like week the, that week. Yeah, they're doing the conference championships games. And I played a few games without fans, or, like, only friends and family right. were in the stands or something like that. And uh, But then, the, yeah, they canceled the conference tournaments and March Madness. Uh, I think it was St. John's and Creighton were playing in like the Big East. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, conference championship, and they they uh, halftime. They cut it off at halftime. Yeah, which is crazy. Which is ridiculous. Which, yeah. Strange times we live in, man. All I know is that the Columbus Dispatch said that Ohio State was the national championships. Uh, so or we won in like a simulator or something yep. like that. I think. Uh, which is, I really wish we could have had a tournament because I think Ohio State would have gone pretty far. And I'm more upset about Ohio State hockey because they were they had a really good they year. They were on fire this year, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah uh, it's it's upsetting, man. But we'll get our sports back sometime. Yeah, it just, we picked it, like the best time in the world to start a sports podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Not great, but a little start for content, but it's okay. And, you know, it doesn't really have to be strictly about sports. We no, can, we can talk, talk about, about beers, music. We can have hot takes about anything. It's just, right. uh, That's uh, what we talk I, about I normally. The... Sports. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no sports. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have an awful taste of music, too. So, like, that, oh, that's a thing. Oh, shut on, up. So. Yeah. I mean, you think, like, Jack White's the best guitar player ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hot takes, cold beers, people. Yeah, we got. I think we gotta plug this thing more often. I don't think we're doing very good at you no. know, like plugging it. You're right. We need to. <laughs> Danny says he's gonna work in our marketing department, which is per- perfect because we need T-shirts. Yeah, and I heard Danny has like 300 Instagram followers, so that's huge. Wow, dude, that's a huge <laughs> following right yeah, there. I don't think that's true, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, so, uh, this has been pretty uh, fun, though. Get, we should do this more if I often. Get, like, yeah, if I can get, like, half of my family to, you know, listen, that's, like, 20 people right there. Right, so, and the yeah, same yeah. here, right? I mean, yeah. 
At least we'll have uh we'll have to have Ryan on here. You know he's got oh. some good hot takes. Well, Ryan, see, I'd love to have Ryan on. Um, problem with Ryan is he's uh, also a father, so his schedule is that's true. Well, obviously, Danny's been in the background here, but he'll actually come on at some point. I'm sure. I, yeah, I would love Danny can be like our produce, like kind of like a third, uh, you know, background person. The fees already agreed to come on. Oh, and good. That, I, that would be interesting. You know. For all of you listeners that want some really exciting content that doesn't have a lot to do with Ohio sports, tune in when the Fees, aka Brandon Fiesel, comes on. He's got hot takes on everything from the Civil War to the Royal Wedding, everything in, in between. You know, he's got all the hot takes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, man. So, so I guess that's this one, right? So we'll just go ahead and wrap it up with uh, a good old. Well, I ran out of my drink. Hold on. Let me go get a beer. Real quick. Rookie move. I know, it was a rookie move. My bad. But, a good thing I've got a whole keg. I can go ahead and just fill it on up real quick. Mmm. And just get me a brewski real quick. Uh, I fact-checked myself. Danny actually has 250 Instagram followers, so. Oh, Danny, you have 250 Instagram followers, bro. He's getting up there. I would like to say I have 413, so wow. I think that beats. How many of those? Of how many of those are Russian Russian spies? <laughs> um, I don't think any. I have a private account, so I'm pretty secure. There you go. Yeah, but your follower to follow me ratio? Ooh. <laughs> well, I definitely follow more people than they follow me. All right, man. We'll we'll uh go ahead and finish up this podcast here with a good cheers, a nice little. Little cheers, brother, to the first podcast and many more. I love all your followers that are non-existent at the current moment. But check out hot takes and cold beers with Chris and Joe. We're gonna upload it. Be ready for more episodes. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in, guys. See ya.